welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue to wind down this series that I believe has been very critical and it's identifying and dealing with manipulation. Yesterday, we talked about some quick de-stress methods that you could implement immediately in situations where you feel like your emotions may be out of control. Um, but we also talked about daily recovery practices, so habits you can instill. We did that the day before. Uh, we mentioned applying self-compassion previous to that. We also talked about uh, reclaiming your true identity. That was the day before. And then drawing critical boundaries. That's kind of like one of the first steps that we need to take. And um, and then just uh, in general, I started uh, several days ago on the journey out. So some foundational pieces were laid there as well. Be important for you to go back and listen to those at the very least. But, you know, it is important. I, I can't say it enough to identify the source of manipulation as well as, you know, maybe what type or how to what extent you're dealing with manipulation because it it can not only be crushing and suffocating, but it can be very deceptive how it comes on. Because at times you may not even realize that that's the um, the trap that you have gotten into, even though maybe you didn't even know it was happening to you. So identifying that manipulation first is a huge step, very important step to take. And if you even have just a remote thought that you've been manipulated, whether it's an individual in your life, Someone, you know, it could be a relationship that you're in a relationship with. It could even be a friend, co-worker, a boss. It could be a, a culture, a government. It could be a number of different things that are manipulating you. Um, I mean, even news channels can manipulate you to a lot of degree because they sell fear, you know. So um, if they don't create enough fear, they can't make any money. And that's just how it is. That's just, a, you know, I guess you could say general marketing understanding. And uh, I know I'm speaking to people from all over the world, all over the globe. Your situation is not necessarily the same as where I live, but it is, I think manipulation is prevalent in all societies. So I think this is relevant for anyone who's seeking answers in, in this area. So I've tried to cover a lot of angles on this to make sure that I was able to hit in, in, in every area where it may concern you. Okay, so uh, I want to jump back into the information here. And the next one I want to talk about is what you do with the um, with the struggles that you're having because it may feel like you can't trust anybody. And, and oftentimes with manipulators, they are told repeated, repeatedly, is that a word, repeatedly? <laughs> anyway, it is now, um, that they shouldn't reach out to anyone else. Because if you remember when we started the whole series, the first thing that manipulators often do is they isolate you. They they force you to, to, to get alone and to separate yourself from other people. And they insist that they're the only ones that are really, truly understand you. And um, in a number of those types of things, and I won't take you back through the list, you really should go back to listen to that one if you want to hear all of that. Uh, but what I'm trying to say to you is, 
that once you've been in that predicament, it's really hard to trust anybody anymore. But as I recall the situation I was in where somebody I love near and dear to me um, had gotten, you know, manipulated to the degree that they were blinded to it. Um, they were told those kinds of things and they didn't reach out and it really could have costed them. It was right on the edge of costing them their life because they had become suicidal and really were damaged by it. And it was the manipulator that had driven them crazy through the gaslighting and all the stuff we talked about in the first part of this series. But here's what I have to say to you. You've got to get help. Okay. You cannot solve this alone. There's no way. Okay. I don't care who's manipulated you. If it's a person or a group of people or whatever, or, or an institution, you've got to get help. All right. So you're going to just have to pick somebody that you feel you can trust. Now, whether that's professional help or personal, it'd be nice to have both really to think about somebody that you feel like is always honest and, and in forthright, somebody with integrity that won't blab to other people and it may even be somebody that you, you know, have been resistant to up to now that you, you, that's been trying to reach out to help, but you've avoided them or pushed them away because of some of the things that you've been feeling and sensing from the manipulator or just from the, the effects of the manipulation. But it's going to be important because the people or persons that you reach out to can offer you great understanding and compassion. They can validate the pain you're experiencing. They can be there to provide company on difficult days or even help distract you if you need it. Um, they can, you know, maybe physically help you out of the situation if that's the case that you need to, or the direction you need to take. They can remind you again and again that the abuse was not your fault. Um, they can be in your corner, in other words, okay? And uh, some people in your life might not be able to offer much, but others may be really wanting to help you. And you've pushed them away up to now. Um, and, and I know it's hard, okay? And, and there's a lot of confusion and a lot of hurts. And you still need to set some boundaries as you work through the recovery. But getting that help is absolutely critical. Um, so you might just tell them, look, this is where I'm at. I, I don't know where else to turn. I want to talk to someone. Um, so I can share a little bit at a time with you. But please respect the boundaries that I need to have. And, you know, don't force me to share what I'm not ready to share yet. And if that person is truly a person of integrity that you can trust, then they will they will definitely uh, honor that and respect that request, okay? Um, also, you might ask them to maybe get some consult in terms of how to deal with someone who's been in this kind of abuse. Uh, but you should seek it too. So there's, there's narcissistic abuse support out there. There are... There's uh, life coaches you can seek. There's, um, you know, again, counselors, professional support. And I want to get into that tomorrow. So I'm going to hold off with anything else. We'll come back and finish this up. And I've got some phone numbers and text numbers I can share with you as well. It's Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire. Thanks for joining me.